Hi, how are you? It's Robin Papworth from Play, Move, Improve. I've had a really great question come from one of our parents and it's all about how we homeschool children while working from home, especially during this coronavirus pandemic. Working from home, I've done it for many years now. It's hard enough in normal circumstances between kinder drop-off, school drop-off. It feels like you've been sitting at your desk for half an hour, but five hours goes really quick. So during a coronavirus pandemic, it's even harder. We're really struggling to keep everything going and to keep all the plates still spinning in the air. So this episode is all about how we can homeschool while working from home during this really challenging pandemic time. I just had five tips for you that I wanted you to think about and and take away from today. The first one is all about prioritizing. For me, prioritizing has changed in the last month as I've been at home that whole time and also it has to have prioritized because my work has changed so much. For those of you that know me well, I'm usually traveling interstate for face-to-face workshops. Of course, that's been put on the back burner. So I always thought, well, I'm going to have so much more time up my sleeve now. But of course, it hasn't because that was my main stream of income. So my business model has really had to change at the moment. I've now added new tasks on top, such as webinars and more podcast episodes and more social media content. So it's prioritizing what is important right now, what must be done and what isn't really a big deal so on a piece of paper I wrote down three columns I wrote needs to be done today needs to be done this week and not a big deal and literally that's what it says not a big deal because I needed to in my mind give myself permission to not hang up on it kept that thought out of my head for example I'm writing a book at the moment And that book isn't a big deal if it's not done today or this week. It doesn't have to be done right now. Of course, I love writing and I'm I'm excited to write it, but I have other priorities at the moment. Of course, some days I might have everything happening and the kids are really being able to entertain themselves and I might get 20 minutes to be able to work on my book, but it's just in the not a big deal category. So it frees up my mind for the other things that are necessary blog writing for me has gone away a bit but podcasting has increased so it's really sitting down with a nice cup of tea or coffee and just giving yourself the half an hour to plan out what your priorities are right now. Number two is putting your health first. Our business is nothing if we're not healthy. The content that I create is nothing if my head's not in the right space and I can't help other people if I'm not helping myself. Of course, for me, it's been difficult. I usually would go to karate and get the community spirit from my karate club. Unfortunately, it's closed. So I have had to learn how to get that online. I'm really fortunate that my karate team does it online. It's not the same, but it gets me going once a week to still feel better about myself. And obviously, health is so important. So trying to get out every day, whether it's 10 minutes of yoga with the kids, whether it's 20 minutes of going for a walk. I'm really fortunate where I live. I live near the bush so we've been doing lots of bush walks but it's making sure you get something for your body to fuel it if we're not exercising then we're not fueling our body it doesn't have to be anything structured it could be dancing in the lounge room there's great videos of course mine's on youtube if you wanted to have a look there's a few kids exercise videos and just because they're for kids doesn't mean that us big kids can't also do them so be mindful of getting the body moving Also, another thing is trying to drink lots of water. Now, I don't want to preach to you about health, but I find that when I'm stressed or overwhelmed, I go straight for the Easter egg chocolate instead of the water. And that's, of course, 
the challenge for all of us and what I've been doing instead is it's just a simple post-it note on top of your Easter egg going drink water literally that's all it says to try and again refuel our cup if our cup is empty if our tank is empty we can't give to anyone we can't give to our family and most of all we can't give to our business so we want to prioritize our tasks and we want to look after our health first and foremost Number three is timetabling everything into smaller chunks. So usually when the kids are going to kinder or school, I can commit myself to an hour or two hours at a time to create content, reply to emails, set up webinars, etc. I don't have two hours now. I'd be lucky to have 20 minute bouts. So what I do is when I was prioritizing my tasks into three columns, I then tried to put it into 20 minute increments. Now that sounds ridiculous, but it's realistic. I have 10, 20 minute increments when they have a snack or when I set them up to watch TV or when I set them up with a board game to play. I don't have the two hour bouts that I usually have. It's not ideal. It's something that would still be frustrating, but it's what we have to do, unfortunately. That's where we're at in this current pandemic situation. So separating it into chunks can really help. The reason why we also want to separate it into chunks is that that means that when I'm sitting at this computer right now, I have exactly in my mind what I want to do. I avoid procrastination. I don't have time to procrastinate when I have that bout of work, but I have to pre-plan. It has to be done before I sit down at my computer or I could waste 20 minutes scrolling through social media and flicking emails. And then by the time I've finally got my head into the right space, I've wasted a lot of time of, of sanity and sanity. So making sure that we prioritize, we look after our own health and we plan out our day to the minute if we have to, because that's what the current situation needs us to do. In those activity, in those bouts of activity, so for example, I have mainly three bouts of work per day and the three bouts that I have, the first bout, obviously I'm looking through my to-do list and what I'm actually going to do for the day. And I, during that time, I would use snack for that. So for example, they have their morning snack. I go away for the time that they're having their morning snack or I do my brainstorming with a notepad at the table while they're having their morning snack. And then after that for lunch, I then go and I'd usually record. So right now it's lunchtime. My kids are having their lunch. So I'm recording or I'm on YouTube or I'm on online. They're having their lunch. They finish their lunch. It's time to go back to play. I leave that work for now and then in the afternoon I have a third bout where I usually will use screen time for them. It will be TV or iPad. Of course, I don't really want to be doing that all the time but this is survival during pandemic. So what they do is they sit on their screens. I come back for the third bout and that's when I might do things like content creation, customer care, those types of things. If we set it up in knowing when the bout is going to happen, so we timetable it, I'm really focused on time. So I like it to be from 9, nine till 11, for example, or from 1 till 2. Again, in that two hours, I have my 20-minute bouts because I don't have two hours all in one. But I know that within that bracket of time, I'm going to commit myself to do tasks A, B and C. It just makes it a little bit easier. And the timetable, I just keep in an A4 book at the moment. I take it to the lounge room when they're playing. I take it to the kitchen table and I can brainstorm at any time because the notepad and paper is with me. I even do my brainstorming when they're outside. So when we come back inside and they've had a play and they're ready to just watch a TV show, that's when I'm really ready to get my work done. 
other bouts that I do is during the afternoon in that witching hour between four and five. I can usually squeeze in a little bit more work in there when I set them up an art and craft activity. So we're liking diamond dots at the moment, hummer beads, cross stitch, and I set those activities up and then I just sit nearby and get other paperwork done. So it's all about being a step ahead. It's not about just saying, well, I'm going to go to work. You guys, kids, go fend for yourself. I'm really structured in that I'm going to go to work. It's snack time or I'm going to go to work. It's art and craft time. Here are your activity choices. Which one would you like to do? When I'm a step ahead, it means that I'm getting my work done, but the kids are still getting the play and the learning that they need. Everyone's happy. Number four is I really make sure that I'm distraction free when I'm doing their homeschooling. So I know today is Sunday, tomorrow is Monday. They have some conferences organized with their teachers for Monday. So I know that in that time I can't schedule my work in. It would be the same as if they were at school and they had an assembly that I had to attend or they had a doctor's appointment. I set it out as an appointment and I don't work during that time because I want to be there if the teacher has any questions or if the kids have any questions. So those moments of homeschooling, I'm completely distraction free. My social media channels go off, my phone goes out of sight so I can be there just for my kids homeschooling. But again, their homeschooling is in 20 minute to an hour bouts, that's it. We know that the brain can only really take 20 minutes to an hour even for adults. So we don't need these big long bouts of learning, these big long sections of learning. It's small and frequent is what has been really helpful in our family. Sometimes even Phoebe gets two minute increments of learning where I can finally engage her in letters and and letters and numbers and reading and then in five minutes she's gone again that's fine she's still been able to learn for the day it's not about sticking kids in front of a desk for an hour and making sure that they get an hour worth of productivity we're not productive for a whole hour so how we're expecting our children to do that is really challenging so again it's structuring what their bouts of learning are what are the what are their priorities right now what has to be done for their their learning today or this week and how can we structure the whole family if it's on a piece of paper, you could use apps, there's apps, amazing apps that you can use on your phone, whatever you need to be able to structure this time, but make sure their day is also set out so they know that from a certain time, so my kids, for example, know that after breakfast, that's time when they will usually do maths, it might be playing you know, it might be setting out things in place value, and then before bed, that's their literacy time, that's when they like to talk, write about their day, they like to read their books, so work, whatever works for your family, but setting routines for every everyone just helps everyone to know that these are the times that I have available for my work and these are the times that my kids will have available for their homeschooling and this is when it needs to be distraction free. Number five is involve the kids where you can. Now, obviously, everyone's business is different, but it's about being creative. So, for example, I had to post some books last week and I had my books, I wrap up. If you've ordered my books, you'll see they come in brown paper and a beautiful little ribbon. Now, that seems ridiculous. Why would I be doing that when I don't have time? But for me, the priority is the presentation of my books is my priority. I'm not going to let that go because there's a pandemic but it's also very time consuming. So what I had to think of was, well, how can I get these books wrapped 
while also doing homeschooling and content creation and all the other things I have to do. So I got my seven-year-old Isla who was watching me from a distance wondering what I was doing. She got involved. She helped me cut the ribbon. She helped me sticky tape the parcels together. She even did some wrapping herself. And she had this amazing sense of purpose because she was helping me with my work. Also, you'll see on my social media channels that my kids are involved in my work a lot. So we, I get them to set up PlayStations for me so I have social media content. I get them to draw me pictures so I can use it for other children's learning webinars. It's all about if we get our kids involved, it might be as simple as they put stamps on the envelopes that you need to post. Or it might be that they take notes of the shopping list that you need. It might be that they're going to butter their own toast this morning so I can do my content creation or I can do my marketing. It's kids love to be involved. It's again being a step ahead. You've probably realized after this time for this podcast that it's the step ahead that is the most important. I think sometimes we underestimate just how much our kids are understanding and how, how much our kids know what we're going through at the moment it's having those conversations with you know and you can show them the list of priorities that you have and you can show them this is what mummy or daddy needs to get done today this is what you need to get done for your teachers how can we make this happen and even with the visual schedules that I've had on the fridge the kids are moving the visual schedules and the activities into oh mom I think we should do arts and craft in the morning and then we can go do outdoor play and then we can do screen time. Kids want to help you. Kids want to be a part of that family team that you've created. It's giving them the opportunity to have a say and to share their input within these moments that are really challenging for all of us. I also talk a lot to the kids about why I work. I work because it fills my cup. I work because I love to help other people. And the reality is I work because I get paid. And what get what happens when mummy gets paid is it allows us to be able to have A, B, C, and D. And when we talk to children about work ethic and we talk about, you know, I was talking to Isla about why I wrap the books because it makes people feel special when they open up their books. She wanted to then help me because she wants to feel that sense of achievement and that sense of purpose. So it's having really open conversations when we involve our kids. It's trying not to split the two. I've really been mindful of we are all in this together. We have chats about the coronavirus at nighttime. Of course, Phoebe's only four. She doesn't understand it, but the seven-year-old twin are starting to understand you know we're all a team here daddy still has to keep his business running and mummy still keeps hers and this is what we're trying to achieve and they've really enjoyed the process of course it's not easy every day of course I have my tantrums I go put myself into timeout it's not a simple process but what I'm saying is if we do these five things it can just make that transition and into this new life that we're currently living just that little bit easier I'm going to run you through those five things again. Number one, it was to prioritize our tasks. It's to prioritize what really needs to be done and what doesn't need to be a big deal right now. We also need to make sure our health, number two, comes first, must come first. We have no business if we have poor health. We have no creativity. We have no, we aren't able to be intuitive if we don't have good physical, emotional and social health. Social health right now for me has been my biggest challenge. I'm missing my friends and I'm missing my family and being able to be in contact with people. So it's making sure that I schedule those FaceTime meetings or those Zoom meetings with my friends because that's what fills my cup and really promotes positive health for me. 
The third one was to timetable your day. When we're timetabling our day, we're not just timetabling home tasks, we're timetabling homeschooling tasks, working tasks, so kids can see the things that we have to get done. And they're the things that we have prioritized from that list earlier, not the things that can wait. If there's anything that can wait right now, then it just needs to wait. Unfortunately, we can't change the pandemic situation we're in, but we can try and make it as least stressful for everyone as possible. Number four was to really make sure that that homeschooling session is distraction free taking away our distractions, knowing that there's time to work and then there's time to be mum. We have to keep that separate. Otherwise, it's a disservice to ourselves and it's a disservice to our family. Of course, none of us are being as productive as we usually would be in our businesses. So it's giving yourself that saving grace to go, you're doing a fantastic job. You're doing the best you possibly can. We just have to let some things go for now so we can be there for our kids and their learning. The fifth one is to involve our kids, involve them in doing the dishes, involve them in helping you out with your work, involve them in helping with their little sibling. If children know that for the next 20 minutes, I have to go to work, this is what I have to get done, they really do step up their game and help you. If they don't, then we may have to start to put some systems in place where they have to be rewarded or they have to have an incentive. But obviously, if we don't have to go down that path, we really don't want to. A few bonus tips which I've found really helpful is I've been doing a lot of talk to text at the moment. So for example, I needed to get some information out about a program and I was able to, while I was outside and they were playing, I was able to talk to my phone and record my voice and then my phone, it's pretty cool, typed my voice for me. That saved me heaps of time scribing or typing it out myself. So talk to text has been an amazing thing for me. I'm also writing lists for everything. I have lists for the shopping. So when I get to the supermarket, I'm not stressed about what I need because that's stressful for all of us at the moment. I write lists for the kids' ideas. So when they come up to me and they say, I'm bored, I point. There's literally a list on my fridge of options for them. I point to the list and they can pick an option. It takes away decisions and content in my own head that I have to remember for the whole family. Everything at the moment is on a list. I also have a really structured housekeeping routine, which I've never had before. Some of you may have already had it, but for me, that's been really transformative for me in that dishes are done at a certain time. My washing is done at a certain time because that was becoming overwhelming for me. It seems like everything for me at the moment is routine and time schedules and timetabling, but that's what's helping me through. It might be different for you, but for me, that's what's really helped. I've timetable and routined everything just to make sure that all those essentials are done. If we, we even have free play timetabled because I need to know when it's time to focus and when I can just sit back and just have a cup of tea and not have to think about anything. For the little ones, what I do and what I've done really well with Phoebe is when the older two are doing their homeschooling work and it's stressful and I've got to try and concentrate with them, I get Phoebe to do sensory play. Sensory play could be for her at the moment, it's Play-Doh or it's rice play, water play. For really little ones, if you have really tiny ones at home, it might be just sitting them in a washing basket with balls around them or sitting them in the washing basket piling teddies on top of them kids if they're in a washing basket that's always fun that's Phoebe's favorite kid Phoebe actually likes to sit in this small box she likes to feel enclosed in this small cardboard box and again it's just getting 
everyone set up before you get the activity started. I'm always a little bit like a chess player. I'm always a step ahead. I know that this task is coming and I have everyone planned before the activity starts rather than start the activity and then you've got kids annoying you and little ones running around everywhere. It's having everything set up beforehand. Hopefully those tips have given you a few tricks and ideas for getting through your day, how we can homeschool while working from home. It is a challenge. I'm not going to pretend that it's easy, but the more we can structure our day, the healthier we can be drinking water, making sure we schedule in our own snacks we need to eat as well. And also trying to avoid some of that procrastination by having all of our tasks prioritized has really been helpful for me during this difficult time. If you have any questions about anything to do with learning, homeschooling, children's development, working from home, please send them through at Play Move Improve on Facebook or Instagram. Always here to help you wherever I can. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to give me the feedback. It helps me know what people like to listen to and what they found helpful. I hope you have a wonderful day. Good luck in the coming weeks and we're always here whenever you need. Take care. You have been listening to Robin Papworth, exercise physiologist, developmental educator, speaker, author, mum of three from Play, Move, Improve. If you have enjoyed our content, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify or on our website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a great day.